Thanks for tuning in to today's Horsewoman podcast. Our show explores women in the horse industry as they share their dreams, challenges, successes. What drives these women? Well, let's find out. Hey, this is Rose Cushing, host of today's Horsewoman, and we're here today with Amelia Joyner, and Amelia's farm is in Rougemont, and it's Joyner Up Horsemanship. And Amelia was the recent winner of our All Ladies Colt Start, and so I think you're going to enjoy this interview. So, Amelia, tell me a little bit about what it was like growing up. Do you feel like the horses, you know, kind of helped you grow up, or what was your experience? Absolutely. Um, you know, I've been through some dark stuff in my in my life and in my childhood, and you know, when we went through some hard times, I, I asked my dad to let me sell my horse, and you know, I watched him sell off things that he enjoyed, like his, you know, his motorcycles and camper and different things like that that he, you know, he found joy in. And I watched him have to sell some of that stuff off at a point in my childhood, and basically begged him to sell my horse because I could tell, you know, things were hard right then, and he just wouldn't let me do it and I think it was because he knew deep down that 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 my soul needed that and that that would help me through those times so he sacrificed a lot for me to be able to stay in the horse world and he carted me all over the place to barrel races growing up and um, you know any kind of horse events that I really wanted to go to it seemed like he was always on board with it and I just don't know where I would be had he let me sell that horse uh, back then because I did need that in my life, and I think that it made horses have made me a better person for sure. Um, I think the the amount of patience I have with my daughter, for instance, is because of horses. Like I have to be patient all the time, and so it's not something that's necessarily like hard for me to do. Um, you know, horses are a lot like toddlers, though. So. Okay. <laughs> it's not it's much helped me mom. be a better person, and it's helped me be a better mom. I feel like having horses in my life, the majority of my life. So, um, but I owe a lot of of gratitude to my father for keeping me in the horse world. Um, he just he knew that I needed it, and even though we were going through some hard times, you know, many years ago, I I was able to stay in it, and I think he knew that it was what I was supposed to do in my life. So, I'm very thankful that he didn't let me sell that horse. <laughs> there you go. It's really nice when your parents are committed and supportive like that. I mean, Absolutely. You know, that, that says a lot and it certainly teaches you a lot of lessons about life as well. Absolutely. I, I hope that I can be that kind of parent to my child. So, so how long did you barrel race? Um, I barrel raced off and on since I was like, I don't know, 13 or so. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I taught my horse the barrel pattern or whatever before, but I don't think I really started competing in it until I was around 13, maybe. Right. Um, and I took a, after I got out of college, I kind of took a break from uh, barrel racing competition for a little while and just focused on really getting my client base started and starting my business and everything. Um, but here recently, I've started trying to get back into competing some of my personal horses, so kind of hit and miss but yeah. that happens when you become a mom too for sure for sure the fact that you're out there doing it says a lot right yeah it's something I enjoy but I think you know the training competitions and the cult startings and stuff like that's really my thing now as far as competitive stuff goes but I still enjoy going to some rail races sometimes okay so tell me a little did you show in any other genres or disciplines I showed a little bit in Western Pleasure when I first um, got started and had my own horse and I quickly realized that wasn't me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, I've showed in some open shows, like in some ranch classes and trail and stuff like that, and um, different games like poles and stuff like that too. Um, but as far as competitively, I haven't really done a whole lot of disciplines. I've played in a lot of disciplines, um, but not shown in a lot of disciplines. Right. Right. And you've been training horses how long now? I started my first colt when I was 13. Right. And I'm 30. Right. <laughs> so, but I opened my business at 18. Mm -hmm. So professionally for 12 years. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so how many cold starts have you done? Uh, I think this was number four. Okay. So, and number five's coming up. Right. So that's cool. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about the cold starting experience. Um, I just love it. I think, I mean, you can't rush a horse. You know, you have to kind of read them and, and go with what they're giving you. But I think it's exciting to see how far you can get a horse to allow you to get with them. Mm -hmm. um, and just the fact of doing it in front of an audience so that people see your technique and the willingness that you create in a horse and the confidence you create in a horse. I think it's really cool that people can witness that and not just think, oh, they had X amount of time to do this. And you know, who knows what they do behind the barn doors or whatever. Mm -hmm. I think it's really cool that, that people get to see it. Hey y'all, this is Lonnie from Mule City Specialty Feeds located in Benson, North Carolina. It's almost springtime. Is your horse blooming? Does your horse have a shiny coat and healthy hooves? How much extra time and money are you spending mixing supplements in the feed room when you could be enjoying your horse in the arena or out on the trail? Then look no further. Mule City Specialty Feeds has a line of equine feeds that delivers maximum nutrition from your performance horse to your weekend trail horse. Our line of maximum nutrition equine feeds offers five different complete balanced formulas that will take you out of the feed room and into the saddle. In addition to equine feeds, we also offer complete feeds for your barnyard pets and livestock. For more details, visit our website at mulecity.com, follow us on Facebook, or give us a call at 1-800-587-9229. And don't forget, Mule City delivers. One thing that really impressed me about you is, is I went to watch you on a cold starting in Virginia. Mm -hmm. And you were up against some really tough competition. Yes, very. And, <laughs> and worse than that, you had a 10-year-old broodmare who had just had the baby snatched off her a couple of days before, and she had never been ridden or right. bothered, you know? Now, granted, I did not realize that she had just had the baby weaned, but I knew her age and that she was a broodmare. I didn't realize that the baby had just been weaned, like she still had milk. I didn't know that, but I did select her. Mm -hmm. And the reason I did is because I wanted to show, I mean, I've started plenty of older horses. Mm -hmm. And I, I think she that- She was 10, right? Yeah, I think she was 10. Um, she was the oldest by far of the selection. Mm -hmm. um, and I just, I kind of was like, you know, I want to show that you can take something that's not going to be, I mean, she was a little bit harder, I feel yeah. like. And I think it was cool that we still completed everything and mm -hmm. we got as far as we did. I was really impressed with that mare. Um, but I just wanted people to see that you don't have to, it doesn't have to be a two or three year old to be able to start them and have a good foundation. Mm -hmm. Yes, it can be harder, but I kind of wanted to show that I was willing to take on the challenge and that I wasn't going to back down from that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've had experience starting older horses, so I just thought it would be a good way to exhibit well, you my did, skill set. You did an amazing job. And even though you didn't win, you, you, you certainly rivaled the winner because you had a lot harder horse. Right. A lot harder horse, and you still made every accomplishment that you needed to make. Right, and I actually had a couple of the judges come up to me after the fact. I think you were interviewing me after that mm -hmm. one when they came up, 
But um, one of them told me, you know, you won on my card. I just want you to know that. And mm-hmm. I, I was really proud of that. And I yeah. was really happy that they told me that. And then um, one of the other judges told me that she really appreciated how I ended my finale with that one because at the end of your uh, required maneuvers and your obstacle course, you had whatever time you had remaining, you could freestyle and do what you wanted um, to kind of either showboat with the horse or show more that you taught them that that wasn't required of them. Um, but she can't, you know, when I when my horse got done, I, I told the crowd, I said, you know, she's done everything I asked. She's done it far better than I could have imagined. I'm so happy with her, so proud of her. And I'm not going to run her in the ground for the two or three minutes I have left mm-hmm. because she's tired. It's been a long weekend, and I'm just, I want to end on that good note and yeah. let her know that I, that she did exactly what I wanted. So I had a judge come up and tell me they appreciated me putting the horse first in that moment, too. That's that's why I chose you for the All Lady Colt starting to be a, for sure in it because you know it's very important to me that the horse's welfare comes first. Absolutely. You know the showboat sells a lot of tickets. Right. But I don't care. Right. It's about the horse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> absolutely. And you, and you did an amazing job with the colt that you started at our All Lady competition. So talk about that a little. So LC Morning Glory is the one that I just did with um, the All Women's Colt starting. She was. My, by far my first pick, I, she was the first one that I came to in the pens when we went to look at the at the fillies. And she was, they all seemed like they were pretty settled in, except for maybe one. Um, and she, you know, they all just seemed settled or whatever, but she was over there playing with her water bucket, just slinging it and splashing in it. And before I even really laid eyes on the other ones, I told my husband, I said, that's the one I want. If I get my pick, that's who I would want. And he's like, well, don't you want to see the other horses? And I'm like, well, I'm going to choose my second, third pick, but I'm telling you, that's the one. And, you know, he was like, well, why? And I said, she's settled, but she's also, like, busy. She's looking for a job. She's curious. She's not scared. Um, And she just had this big kind eye and a presence about her. So I was like, that's the one I would want. Um, And, of course, I chose my second and third pick. Um, But... We drew numbers out of a hat, and I happened to draw number one, and I was just so grateful, and I felt so blessed because I I knew I could pick my first choice. So um, when I got her in the pen, she was was pretty easy for me to just go up and catch her, Um, but when I got my hands on her and stuff and started working with her, I realized she was pretty sticky, Um, which I mean her feet were kind of sticky. She was a little lazy, and... But she was super curious, so I just kind of adapted how I would usually train a colt. And that's kind of what you have to do. You just have to kind of go with what the horse is and, you know, what their strong suits are mm-hmm. and go from there. Um, so I just kind of adapted a little bit, and I used her curiosity to get her feet moving without putting a lot of unnecessary pressure on her face because um, she wasn't a big fan of the pressure on her face. Um, she did get better, but it's something that will have to be worked on. Um so I would get something interesting out and kind of ask her to come forward and check it out. And she'd just willingly walk forward and check it out. So it, it ended up kind of freeing her feet up, just introducing new things to her. And she it built her confidence really quickly. She ended up being a really brave horse. Like when we went, went and did our finale, um, she had never crossed a bridge before. And she walked right across it like she had done it a thousand times. Mm-hmm. And I was so proud of her for that because I'm like, you know, all we did that was even remotely close is walk across a piece of plywood, but she didn't have to step up onto it. It didn't have that hollowy sound like the bridge did. So I was really proud that, that I built enough confidence in her that she would take on anything head on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was, um, 
amazed at how how well you did with her not because I didn't think you'd do well but you did you were slow and you were steady and you were you know just were paying attention to her every minute and and that was a hard competition because there were people here that were doing big flashy things right you know that was drawing the crowd's eye and that has to put a lot of pressure on you it and does. I'm, I'm glad you didn't right you know that you just kept right on with your normal training stuff because in the end you were the winner yeah I, um, it's sometimes it's hard to not want to do something real flashy because you see like who the crowd's paying attention to and and all that stuff but you can't let that affect how you would train each horse and you just got to pretend like you're at home and you know and take what the horse gives you and just be consistent with what works for that horse and you know it's like some of the things that were required for the finale I knew you know, these horses have never done any of this stuff, so I need to work on that some each round, and I just kind of slowly picked away at certain things, like picking up her feet. We worked on that in every single round until she was really good about it. Um, so it's just, you know, you got to kind of put your blinders on and just focus on you and your horse because all you can do is the best that you can do with that horse. And your ability to read their body language was really, really good. I mean, I think that's so important too. And you got to be able to do it. You got to be able to do it fast, and you got to be right. Right. And you did a good job with that. Well, you thank know? you. Because a lot of folks in the competition um, didn't didn't get it right the first time, and so you know, of course, that takes time. And they they eventually did get it right. But you really had a knack for that, so that was very impressive. Well, thank you. And uh, I was really proud of you for that. We can't be successful without your donations as our partners. Every event that Cushing Media Productions produce donates $1 from ticket sales to Cushing Equestrian Fund. Join us, Cushing Equestrian Fund, your trusted source in an emergency. Follow us on Facebook, and you can donate on our website, www.cushingmedia.net. So you're going to be competing in our team competition coming up, so what's your strategy for that? It's kind of hard to come up with a strategy. I mean, I honestly don't ever try and plan too much in my head because I think, for instance, like when I am working with a problem horse, um, like I've recently worked with some horses that have done some kind of dangerous things, and I'm trying to go back and figure out what triggers that horse and fix it and get them through it um, at their pace. And it's kind of like I've told some of my clients, like, I hope I can ride this horse sometime soon, but I won't take my bridle up there unless I know I'm going to ride that horse. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like almost if you prepare to do it, you're you're setting yourself up to do it too soon. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I'll work with a horse and, you know, I won't bring my bridle up to the arena and I'll just go, okay, I'm going to go grab my bridle because this horse is ready now. Mm -hmm. But if I had just taken it up there, either they wouldn't have been ready and I could have rushed them a little bit or... Um, it kind of almost like it jinxes you a little bit. Like you're you're planning too far ahead. You got to go with what that horse gives you. So I try to not even get certain tools out until I know I need them. Right. Um, so it it really is kind of hard to plan. You just you kind of got to see what horse you get and and plan as you go. Really, um, based on what that horse gives you. Right. Right. Well, I'm excited that you're going to be in the team competition. Me too. And so we've not done a team competition before, so that's going to be interesting in itself. Tell me a little bit about your teammate. You know, how did you decide on this the girl that's working with you? So Alicia, um, I met her at that Suffolk Colt Starting Challenge. Um, she won that twice, I believe. And um, me and her just kind of hit it off when we met. And we're very similar in our training methods, but we also 
of course, each of us knows different things. So we kind of, you know, blend well together because we're similar, but we still both have our own individual talents. Um, but we just get along. We mesh well. Our training philosophies kind of mesh well together. Um, and her and I have taught two or three clinics together and found that we work together well as a team, too. And, you know, sometimes she'll have a way of explaining something that somebody will understand better than the way I explain it and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So um, I feel like we're pretty well-rounded together and we've both got a lot of different unique experiences um, in our horse training background. So, you know, I think we're going to make a pretty good team. Awesome. Now, what is the thing that you've done that you're the most proud of? Hmm. In the horse In world. In the horse world. Okay. I mean, I know your little girl's number mm. one. Yes, I was going to say, be, becoming a mom is the best thing ever, but uh, in the horse world, as far as accomplishments go, I mean, I think I'm I'm very proud of winning the women's cult start, and that was, I was kind of shocked. I, I, I didn't really expect that I had won it, and, you know, I was very excited and blessed feeling about it, but uh, really, I think the biggest thing I'm proud of is just that I, I try and be very consistent across the board with all my clients' horses. And um, that's what I enjoy the most is, is training, mm-hmm. um, really more so than competition. So I think, you know, the gratification I get from seeing the results with each horse is really the thing I'm proud of the most. All right. And what's left on your bucket list? Uh, I try and dream big. So <laughs> maybe one day I could go to the road to the horse or something. That would be phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think if you set your goals really high, even if you don't get them, you get a lot farther than you would have had you not dreamed big. So whether I ever make it there or not one day, I, I dream about it for sure. Right. I, I believe in dreaming big too. You <coughs> Absolutely. Know for sure. Now, for women coming into this industry, young women, what advice would you give them on how to, to be successful and make their mark on this industry? I would say just don't conform to, you know, what anybody else thinks you should be just be yourself and find your niche and just strive to be as best as you can at that thing that you're passionate about and that you feel like your your skill set is good for um you know just don't be influenced by anybody but yourself um definitely learn from anybody that you can but i've learned from a lot of people and honestly there's some things i've never used that i've learned but they're in my tool bag yeah um you know so Soak it all in and take all, take in all the knowledge you can, but just know when it's appropriate to use certain things and when it's not. Um, sometimes you'll learn what not to do from somebody, and that's that's valuable too. Now, do you have a website for your, your horse training business? I do. It's joineruphorsemanship.com. Okay. And are you taking clients if people would be interested in contacting you? I am. Um, I actually have a wait list with like 12 horses on it right now. Um, I've got a couple of horses arriving early in June, and I think I'm full through September. Um, but so I'll fall, probably take fall yeah, there. I'll be taking spots again for fall. Okay. All right. Well, we look forward to seeing you in August at the competition. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Our souls wander in similar places, even though we may not know each other. We touch the same wind, we walk under the same sky, and our hearts wander in the same dreams. We are one, women just like you and me. Thank you for listening.